you and I can say goodbye to this year with better buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got Calvin. Why does he always introduce me first? Because you're first in the Discord list, and John. Hello, last in the Discord list. Oh, I didn't realize they did that alphabetically. Yeah, I've always done it alphabetically. (laughs) By our Discord (laughs) usernames, so yeah. Mm. Um, Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. What's your favorite day of the week? Mm. They all kind of suck. Wow. I'm surprised at that. I would figure at least a weekend day if, if you don't like the weekdays. Eh, Sundays suck because the next day is uh, the next day is the start of the week. So you're like just depressed most of the day and it kind of ruins the day. And then Saturday is usually like you're still recuperating from the entire week. So you don't have a chance to actually enjoy your day off. Because you're like, oh, it's like I finally have that day off, and then it takes you a bit to get going and doing whatever you want to do. But then all of a sudden, the day's over, and then it's Sunday, and then it, the cycle continues. But like, what about Friday? Friday night, we popping. Friday night is usually <laughs> fine. So Friday, but then you, Friday would be the day then. No, because you still have to work. Yeah, but it's the last day of the work week, so you can just be like, I, I don't care. Week's over. Whatever they get out of me is what they get. No, see, it doesn't usually work like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we're going for specifically Friday night and Saturday night here, but, like, stitched together into one day. Yeah. (laughs) So, what I'm hearing is we need to develop a new time system where the days are actually two days. You have morning and night, and we just count them individually as 12 days Wait, 14 days. I can count. 14 days, yeah. No, no, 12. no it's 12 days. <laughs> Saturday is just days. <laughs> Sunday and Monday count as their own singular days because they're so depressing. Right. I still stand by every day sucks. I think Thursdays are pretty solid. Thursdays like... are... Yeah. Thursdays are pretty good. I like, I like Wednesdays. Honestly, Mondays have never really been that terrible for me. Because it's kind of like you have that fresh energy at the start of the week. It usually burns out like pretty fast in the day. But I find Mondays usually aren't actually super terrible. I mean, it, uh, I honestly think Sundays at times are worse than Mondays. Sunday night is far worse than any Monday. Yeah. So Mondays, I have like that fresh energy of like, all right, this kind of sucks, but we're getting back into it. And like you're going and you're like, okay, that wasn't bad. And then Tuesday morning hits and then it's like, yeah, I, I, it's like now in Tuesday morning, you're like, oh, I had a day. Oh, like you didn't even have a day off the prior day and you still have four days ahead of you. So like Tuesday mornings are far worse than any Monday morning. I think for me, it's a momentum thing. Like if I can hit Monday running and just power through Monday and, like, Tuesday, the momentum will carry me through, like, mentally, emotionally carry me through the rest of the week. But if I wind up with, like, going home sick for a half day and, like, a Tuesday, it just ruins my week. Or if, like, it's a, for whatever reason, like, there's a holiday on a Monday, I don't know. It just throws me off completely. It's like, oh, I got nothing. I'm gonna stick with Wednesdays, though. I like Wednesdays. No, Wednesdays are terrible. Wow. But Wednesdays, we record the podcast. Exactly. exactly. No. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to stick with my conjoined Friday night, Saturday night answer because I'm basic. But Thursday is my favorite work day, I think. Uh, you're just cresting over the ridge, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. No, Thursdays are pretty awful, too. Calvin, you going to stick with time is relative and horrible? Yeah. And relatively horrible. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. All right. Our next segment, Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Who would like to start? I could start. Go for it. Oh, Calvin and I are on the same page. <laughs> um, 
now I don't want it. No. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't want to. Um, so over the Christmas holiday here, my sister's boyfriend recommended a show called Travelers on Netflix. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to bubble up that recommendation. Uh, I've only seen the first two episodes, but it's fairly interesting, and I think I'd want to watch more. Um, just a brief synopsis. It's about people who come back from the future, but like inhabit the bodies of people who have recently died. Mm. Or like are about to die. At the time of their their death, they overwrite their consciousness with the personality of the people from the future. And then they go try to prevent disasters from happening at the risk of not being born. Okay, I was I was oh. about to say they better understand the fact that they're eliminating themselves, yes? Yep. Okay. So um so far it's not been a hundred percent consistent in its own rules, but I think <laughs> the handful of times where it breaks that convention have been okay. Welcome to time travel narratives. Exactly. So that in mind, um I like the first two episodes and I'm probably gonna watch some more eventually. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the first episode a long time ago, and I kinda liked their premise of uh, I mean, like, kind of minor spoilers, but John already get, told you of, like, how they travel back in time and send their consciousness back. I liked the idea of that, like, they inhabit these people, like, seconds before they're gonna die, so they don't kill anyone. Like, they do kill them, but, but they, were gonna die anyway. they were gonna die in two seconds, and then they prevent the death because they knew it was coming. So well, then they basically save a person's life but also kill them <laughs> but yeah they like just say i thought that was kind of interesting what about that awkward moment uh that awkward moment where like someone's about to get hit by a bus and they portal into that person like do they can they see their targets well, they would, like, my understanding from just the one episode I saw is in that scenario, it would be, like, someone stepping off a curb, and they're about to get hit by a bus, and they, like, become that person and stop stepping off the curb, and then the bus oh, goes okay. past. Yes, that is what would happen. And that scenario is actually posited in the second episode. So oh, they well, do. there we go. <laughs> they do kind of, like, they have some idea of the situation. They're like, oh, that one, they're up. 100 feet down in a dot like scuba diving accident that's not a good choice to go for because yeah that's not a preventable death (laughs) so um there is uh, this is like a super minor spoiler for the second episode but like sometimes they miss things um somebody was like gonna kill himself in his office building or something so he had a gun and he overdosed on Mm. something oh and they didn't realize that he had overdosed right there was, like, no historical record of the overdose because, you know, he had a gunshot wound to the head. So, oh, it's gotcha. like, oh, that's preventable. We can stop that. Take over this guy. But Oops. Then he died from the overdose, and then that traveler didn't get to come back. They don't really explain what happened to the traveler. Probably died. <laughs> Probably died. <laughs> this this sounds yeah. like a one-way trip. I, I'm sure we'll learn more about that in after the second episode. <laughs> Fair. But, yeah. So, yeah, cool premise, um, fairly good execution so far. Um, and then it's going to tackle a ton of questions like, oh, so look at all these people who are in danger that we could save, but the mission's not to save them and the moral ramifications of that and stuff. So, mm. I mean, from their <laughs> point of view, they're already dead. Do you save one or do you save billions? But they're not dead yet, RJ. But they already are. No. Depends on your time. <laughs> we know it's not inevitable because they can be taken over. You know? Mm, true, it's not inevitable. But if you're aiming to save the billions, like, save the billions. Because anybody, everybody else is already dead anyways from your point of time period. So, like, stop, bring, stop bringing up moral conundrums. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't make Do for interesting job. TV, RJ. <laughs> I would argue people doing their jobs makes for fantastic TV sometimes. Micro dirty jobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice. All right. Interesting yep. recommendation. Calvin, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna recommend. I don't think John or I have ever recommended him before, but 
I'm going to recommend Etho. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's so. valid. He's a, for people that don't know, he, um, Etho's Lab on YouTube is a Minecraft, primarily Minecraft. He's done other games, but by far primarily Minecraft streamer, or streamer, uh, YouTuber. He's been around for a long freaking time. Yeah, uh, like over 10 years at this point. Yeah. Uh, I actually realized um, I found his one of his videos years and years and years ago on like the Minecraft forums or like, yeah, I think it was the Minecraft yeah. forums. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I watched like it was one of his very early, earliest episodes in his man cave, John. Um, nice. And I just thought that was pretty funny. And then I found him like again years later. But he just started a new series of modded Minecraft. Episode two came out today and I've been enjoying it. I really like he tends to put out like he doesn't post often or regularly, but he'll post quite often like 40 minute videos and they're just a lot of fun to put on and watch. I like his style. His humor's great. Uh, Yeah. Would okay. recommend. Etho built Seconded. up his uh, he built up his reputation a little bit by being a redstone master, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, a very smart dude and um, knows programming and stuff like that. And he's used that knowledge to be like a super redstone master guy and has created some pretty cool contraptions that then are popularized because of like his videos and stuff. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is like the Eats Road, which was like an older, like boat and water, wasn't it, John? Yeah. It's like a transport system using boats and s such. Yeah, those don't really work anymore, unfortunately. No, that's but... <laughs> that's been a long time since that's worked. I think. Uh, but the one, I'm to... okay. the, the one that comes to mind for me is the Hopper Clock, um, which he developed pretty soon after hoppers were added to the game. And that's the one where, like, um, it pulses. I think the max time is, like, four and a half minutes if you fully fill the hopper. And it's mm -hmm. just an easy way to do a timer. Yeah, he, he does some pretty cool stuff like that. Um, yeah, he's got one long-running Minecraft Let's Play series that's done, like, what, 500 episodes or something like that, John? Something like that. Um, and it's been in the, he's been in the same world for a very long freaking time. So it's very developed, um, and it's got all these weird quirks to it and cool projects and stuff. Whenever he does, like, a world tour on, like, he usually does, like, a world tour and download on the hundreds, and there'll be, like, a two-hour video of just him walking around and, and going through his world and not even, like, necessarily every little thing. Wow. Oh, yeah, there's way too much to cover everything in two hours. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> he I've been watching him play on that map for over 10 years at this point. Yeah, I remember watching him in high school as well. So it's, I don't know if it's 10 years for me, but it's probably pushing it. Yeah, I watched a, I didn't, I never really got into Etho, but I watched a couple of the, couple of his videos, a couple of his like group videos, I think. Yeah, he typically does a lot of stuff. He used to do a bunch of stuff with Minecraft when that was a thing. Yeah, and then and then he um, he does a lot of stuff nowadays with Hermitcraft. Mm -hmm. um, but he's always been kind of his own. He'll occasionally pop up in these servers, but quite often he's more solo. Uh, but he does have his partner stuff. He did a Terraria with uh, Zisto. Which his Terraria series with Zisto was one of my favorites. Yeah, that's been a long time since that too. That series yeah. was very good. It, Terraria is EZ. <laughs> EZ. His project, his project Ozone yeah. Two. Ethos uh, Canadian. So. Oh yeah, Ethos Canadian. <laughs> uh, but yeah, his project Ozone Two uh, series was uh, one of his few that I that he's actually kind of completed <laughs> he kind of he kind of go um will do series and then kind of drops them semi-regularly which kind of sucks but uh his he's, his main one of his let's play world he'll 
pretty, he'll stick with pretty adamantly um, and stuff. And even though he drops some series, which kind of sucks, it's still fun to watch him. Nice. Cool deal. Well, since John didn't recommend it, I'm going to swipe this recommendation from him. I was going to recommend Spider-Man, but instead, I'm going to recommend the Hawkeye mi- uh, miniseries on Disney+. Plus. Uh, because I don't think I recommended it before. No, because... We briefly talked about it, but we didn't want to spoil it, because neither Calvin nor I had seen it yet. Yeah, Yeah, and I had said that if I hadn't seen it by next week, I didn't... I wasn't on the nose free to talk about spoilers, but I have seen it. Uh, Yes, me too. So if you haven't listened to or seen it yet, listener, then uh, skip ahead a few minutes, I guess. Yeah. Pause this, go watch all six episodes and come back. Um, yeah, it's only like five and a half or four and a half hours of your life. It's fine. You got time. Nothing. <laughs> this Hawkeye anyway. series is great because it's based on probably one of the most the most popular Hawkeye comic run, which makes sense because it's the popular comic run. But it it's very similar to the actual events in the comic for the most part, at least in terms of like some of the locations and concepts, um, such as the tracksuit mafia. Which I thought was ridiculous. <laughs> Which I get is the point, but yeah. like. <laughs> well, in the comics, they're. At least in the. Because I've got the first, like, collected. Not the collected, but first the first, like, trade paperback of the first, like, six issues or something of the comic series. And they show up for one issue going after this one girl who's, like, on the run from them. And she's selling her car to Hawkeye to for cash so she can get out of town. And then these dudes show up coming after her, and he's. That's where they have the char- car chase with them. Um, the Christmas is a new addition, and the switch to like focusing on Ronin and Kingpin is a new addition because it really was the series itself was really more just like Hawkeye kind of living in New York in this apartment building, and in like the first issue of the run, he buys the apartment building from the, whoever owned it so that he could like be nice to all the tenants and just give them better rates. Interesting. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a very MCU Hawkeye thing to do, but... Well, but comic Hawkeye also doesn't have a family, so... Oh, fair. Oh, yeah. Is that why he's rich? He didn't have to take care of a family? (laughs) Basically. Like, he doesn't have to take care of a family, and he's always lived with, like... Because, like, he was with S.H.I.E.L.D. before, so he'd live on S.H.I.E.L.D. bases and earn pay, but he didn't have anywhere to go afterwards. And then he joined the Avengers, so he's living in Avengers Mansion. And then he... Do you get paid for being on the Avengers? Uh, no. No. Maybe? Or is, like, Tony, like, your sugar daddy? Uh, Tony's <laughs> kind of like the sugar daddy. And the... Uh, which Avengers were... In? in the 2010s, there was a new... They did an, an Avengers run reboot. Cap and Tony recruit, like, a new team, and they, like, there's a montage of them recruiting people, and when they recruit Wolverine, they just walk up to him and they say, we've got beer. And the next panel is Spider-Man, and they say, we've got money, and he says, oh, thank God. (laughs) So, it's kind of like a sugar daddy, you might get a little bit of pay on the side, but, like, no. (laughs) Not really a job. It also doesn't have a lot of job transferable skills. Like, what? You could be a bodyguard. Being a team player. Team player and live in mansion, <laughs> but I don't know about bodyguarding. They don't really do a lot of that. Definitely be mercenaries. They were mercenaries before they were Avengers. They're basically mercenaries now, depending on who you talk to. Yeah, yeah really. Um, the Hawkeye series also featured the return of Kingpin. Vincent D'Onofrio is Kingpin? Yes! First canon appearance. But, uh, yeah. actually, uh, there was a news article, this is, uh, there's a news article a while back that uh, Kevin Feige said if they were ever going to do Daredevil, they would use Charlie Cox again. Nice. And because they used Vincent D'Onofrio for this, um, Vincent, like they said they'd use Charlie Cox if they did Daredevil again. And the, uh, one of the Iron Fist actresses, she was offered a role in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and she turned it down, specifically because she wanted to, like, make sure she was available if they ever brought her other character back. Interesting. So, I don't know that they're necessarily making the Netflix shows canon, 
but there's definitely a, like, swirling question mark push of maybe? Hey, watch these shows, but again. <laughs> I, a slightly different story. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> I gotta ask, though, about Kingpin. Is he... Does he have super strength? Um... Because I've never understood why he's able to, like, beat all of these heroes and stuff. So, Kingpin works out. Uh, and it's very much one of those... But that's all it takes, is if you work just, out, you can beat just a Saitama. superhero. <laughs> uh, at least with the... In his, like, television appearances, it's worth noting he's never gone up against anyone with actual superpowers. Um, he's only gone up that's against, fair. like, Daredevil... Uh, and Hawkeye, both of which unpowered, technically. Like, they're strong, they work out, but uh, Fisk himself also works out. He is... But he's he's that, like, strong like, man strength of, like, yeah, I'm fat, but there's so much muscle underneath. Uh, yeah, but then he's also, like, ripping off car doors. Yeah. Uh, quite. He's just small, Calvin. He, 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 did, he, he did rip off a car door in Hawkeye. Yeah, I think Eleanor's car at the end. Yeah. We're in the last episode. I got nothing. <laughs> I, uh, he's pretty strong. <laughs> he's pretty strong. Um, I'd argue Captain America ripped off a car door, and Captain America's technically only peak human physical fitness. Captain America has super strength. Uh, his strength is technically only augmented to the peak of human capacity. Pretty much super strength. But if Kingpin works out to that point, he would also basically have super strength. So that, that also doesn't necessarily mean that a person can get there without augmentation. Yeah. I don't know. I got nothing for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's the answer I'll give you. Here's the answer I'll give you. It's uh, based on Stan Lee's own words. Uh, when someone asked him, how, how do you figure out which character is stronger than another? Uh, the answer is, Whoever's writing it at the time. So, Kingpin is as strong as any writer needs him to be. <laughs> so it's just a bunch of poor writers then. That can't come up with a reason. Um, sure. I want I want Kingpin to punch the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if they had to have Kingpin fight the sun, they would, and they wanted Kingpin to win, they'd find a way reason somehow, some way. Either the sun would go cold, or Kingpin would grow 50 feet tall through a machine invented by the Tinkerer. I want Kingpin to cut Thanos in half. Give him a knife. Just rip him in half. With, with a laser beam. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. And, like, it's one of those things, too, where, in, at least in the comics, it's always a, oh, the heroes hold back! Because after Kingpin had a Aunt May shot, Peter showed up at the jail where Kingpin was and just beat the ever-loving shit out of him just to prove he could. I guess he is just a dude if yeah. he's not augmented, so... Yeah. I could see why Spider-Man would pull his punches. They uh, they actually... A comic run you all should read, side recommendation, um, the Superior Spider-Man comics are a fantastic examination of Spider-Man as a physical character rather than Peter Parker, because Doc Ock takes over his body and destroys Peter's soul for a while and, like, consciousness for a while, and is just is Spider-Man. And in one of his first fights, Doc Ock goes to, like, punch somebody and punches, I think, Scorpion's jaw clean off because he doesn't realize how strong Spider-Man actually is and how much Peter's been holding back his punches. I was watching a, a trailer, or just a clip from Captain America Civil War. Uh -huh. Um yesterday it was the airport fight scene where peter uh, catches bucky's metal arm oh yeah and somebody made the comment like bucky was just wrecking with his arm for the entire movie prior to that scene yep like nobody could deal with it and then peter just catches it like it's nothing <laughs> peter not only catches it like it's nothing he's like looking at it and very impressed by it not considering the fact that like it nearly beat the shit out of iron man in a airport like in a in a jail a while earlier so he's strong he also catches the jet bridge as it falls yep. on him. Which is also implied that Captain America knew Peter's limits because both Cap and Tony were, like, examining him for recruitment prior to the split. It'd been funny, though, if Cap just assumed he was stronger and then Peter just got squished. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <laughs> no, he was just dropping a jetway on a kid for fun. Peter should have played dead and acted like it killed him. <laughs> that would have stopped Cap. It would have. <laughs> 
Oh no. Would, okay, now that's. I think it's a fun question though. Would it have stopped Captain America, or would he have just blamed Tony? Like, look at what Probably you did, would have Tony. Just blamed Tony. He would feel some guilt, but overall, well, yeah, he just killed a kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Hawkeye uh, was very fun. I liked the LARPing they included. Lucky the pizza dog needed more screen time. <laughs> oh. The other thing that I don't think a lot, enough people are talking about with the Hawkeye series is the swordsman. Uh, Jack, the Haley Steinfeld's character, uh, Kate Bishop's like her yeah, mom's person. Uh, yeah, not step, stepdad, but yeah. like her step betrothed. Fiance. Yeah, fiance. Yeah. Uh, he trained Hawkeye in the com. He was the swordsman in the comics, and oh, he trained okay. Hawkeye in the circus of crime. He taught Hawkeye everything Hawkeye knows. And I was, I was really hoping they'd have that moment where the two of them would meet, and they didn't. And it's like, mm, how could you? So they're probably setting that up for another. I hope thing. so. Because he was a criminal. Like, he, he was a crim- full-up criminal before that. So it was not that far-fetched that they're out there saying, like, oh, yeah, he's a shady dude who's in shade- some shady stuff. And then he joins the Avengers in the comics, I think. This was a long time ago. But he joins the Avengers by beating the shit out of the Avengers. <laughs> I win. I join now. <laughs> Basically, that was a thing for a while. Look in, at me. I am Avenger now. In the Avengers comics, like after the first, the team first formed in the comics, and like their roster started to change, it was kind of a thing for a good while. Where when people joined, it was because they wanted to join the Avengers, so they'd show up and beat the crap out of everybody just to prove, like, hey, I can take you guys on. I'm good enough to be on the team. That's how wow. Vision joined. That's how Wonder Man joined. That's how Swordsman joined. Uh, Tinker might have joined that way. (laughs) That's how Spider-Man tried to join the Fantastic Four, too. (laughs) Did he not win? Uh, He beat the Fantastic Four to a good standstill, and then found out that, oh, we're not doing this for the money, we don't get paid, we just kind of live here off Reed's inventions. And he was like, oh. Reed is the sugar daddy of the Fantastic Four. So it seems like all superhero teams... Are just have need a sugar daddy, otherwise they don't work. Uh, to be fair to the Fantastic Four, Reed and Susan Storm are husband and wife, and Johnny's her brother, and Ben is just their friend who lives He's on the couch, mooching off them. <laughs> Basically, um, you, you at best you could consider it like he's caretaker to their children. <laughs> yeah. Um, the X Men definitely Professor X's sugar daddy though, because. Well, it's, Professor X has some weird ethical boundaries running a school for mutants that's supposed to, like, hey, you're different, and you come here, and your powers will be accepted, but also we're trading you as child soldiers. Right. That's a good well, point. <laughs> also, you're required to fight. It's your uh, tuition payment. Considering the first, like, class only had five people in it, seven people in it, and then once they uh, actually did, like, start opening the school up to actually teach mutants to, like, just normal subjects and things... They realized how many worthless mutant powers there are in a fight, and they're like, okay, well, it's great that you want to come to the X-Men school. We'll teach you school stuff, but uh, you're never joining the X-Men. Good day. All you do is glow in the dark. Yeah. Is that a Sky High reference? I guess. I that is a character, isn't it? Yeah. I think there is a character who just glows in the dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's an uh. X-Men who... Uh, his mutant power is that his, like, the exterior muscle and skin on his existence is, like, just clear jelly of various shades of red. So you What's can see his... Name? Um, jelly Man. I don't know. It's not Blob. It's not Morph. I don't know if he actually has a name beyond, like, a normal human name. Because he's, he's he, technically he on the Dex team, but he's not that useful. But yeah, Hawkeye. I recommend Hawkeye. And confirm, good show. Our next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question this week, what is some teen lingo a 45-year-old dad can use to embarrass his 20-year-old son? Uh, yeet. 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 (laughs) You gotta use it wrong, so just anything, just yeet. Son, can you help me yeet up my computer? Minty. Minty is a new one. I have not been exposed to this yet. Uh, 
I've I was exposed to it in the last couple months. That is apparently a one that is getting used by a select number of youths. I I don't get I I, I don't get most modern lingo as it is. <laughs> I I don't know that I know most of it honestly. Uh, I I know more than I'm proud of knowing. Uh, break if off, that makes break sense, off you, John. <laughs> Give a, give give this forty five year old dad the words he needs. So, I'm I'm a little confused with the question uh, for teen lingo to embarrass his twenty year old son, but um, I don't know. So semi tangentially, there was this image I saw the other day that's um, the first page of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. Um, but with Gen Z language. Uh-oh. I hate it. And it's titled The Boy Who Wasn't Unalived. What? So, <laughs> I will send it to you, too. Oh, no. The boy that wasn't unalived. Okay, but... Yeah, we're, we're not going to go too far. Do people actually talk like that? Is okay. that the new thing? Unalived? I mean, it is, I hate it. Hang on, It's all it. ironic. Unalived okay, is not from teen lingo, just spontaneously generating. Unalived is from a episode of Spider-Man in the early uh, 2010s, where there's an episode of Deadpool, and because it's Deadpool, and it's a kid's show, Deadpool unalives people, in his own words. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Sister... Oh, yeah. Like, flexing like, that yeah. they were very basic, Wait. thank you. You know, you oh, got it says flexing. I can't flexing, read it. Flexing, basic, uh, girl bossing. TBH, they oh, were the last go. people you'd think would be sus because they were all facts, no printer. Oh, sus. Sus oh, is definitely sus. one of them. Yeah. Mr. Dursley was adulting at a firm called Grunnings, which made drills. He was a dummy thick with three C's, <laughs> man with hardly any neck, although he had the an absolute that, unit of a the mustache. The fact that there's parentheses that says with three C's when it's written down so that we can read that it said that it's with three C's. Oh yeah, you gotta read it out. Uh, Mrs. Dursley was a total Karen with zero chill and had hella neck, which came in very useful when she was stalking her neighbors and not minding her own. The Dursleys had a small son called Dudley, who they thought was the main character. The Dursleys were mostly thriving. That's funny. (laughs) But they also had low-key tea, which didn't pass the vibe check, and their greatest fear was to get called out and (laughs) cancelled. They were girl-bossing too close to the sun and didn't think they could. I hate everything about this. But, like, you also know what most of it means. Um, <laughs> you know? let me see if there's something I don't understand. Uh, they had low-key tea. I don't know what that means. Uh, so tea is, like, gossip. Yeah. Oh. Like, spill the tea is, like... Okay, I've heard spill the tea. You know, I've heard spill pictures the tea. Pictures of Kermit the Frog sipping tea. Is that where it came from? Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, maybe not where it came Mostly. from, but it was a thing for a while. That's what I know it from. Wait, why is how is this modern to say they were all fax, no printer? I feel like faxes is like most kids don't know what fax machines it's are. It's all irony, Calvin. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> you Scooby Doo unmask it, and it's just the word irony. <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, sus is definitely one of them. Yeah. Like, hey, kiddo, are you winning, son? (laughs) Are you winning, son? (laughs) Absolute unit's a great one to use. Absolute unit. Unit of a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the girl bossing too close to the sun. I I think that's from, like, a TikTok or something. Oh, I also don't know what that means. Um, I only hear Gaslight, Girl Boss, and Gatekeep together. Uh, so... the way I've heard it from one of my coworkers, because it's something they like, they just enjoy saying it kind of like jokingly, um, all together is girl boss, uh, gaslight gatekeep girl boss, followed by, I might have girl bossed a bit too close to the sun. <laughs> you didn't explain it though. I don't, uh, know, what don't that know what it means. But it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> the ex- the idea behind it, as far as I can figure out, is that girl bossing is like. You're girl boss, you're doing it, you're going for it, you're in charge, you're living large, you're making the moves you need to succeed, uh, but you pushed it too far, too hard in a direction, and you have fallen, like Icarus in his wings. Your wax girl boss wings have melted, 
and I you hate, plummet towards the ocean. I hate all of this. <laughs> I, I realize that just means I'm getting old, but like I still hate it. I like that one. I, I think not using TikTok is really uh, oh, making I, us fall behind. Yeah, I, I've never used TikTok, and I never will. And God, that's aged me like 10 years because I've fallen so far behind <laughs> on just like everything. The closest I've gotten to TikTok is Facebook is attempting to combat TikTok by having its own little Facebook version of TikTok where people just repost TikToks. And I don't actively go after it, but when I'm scrolling on my phone, it'll come up, and I'll watch the cat ones, and then I'll continue on. If it's on Reddit, I'll eventually see it. But other than that... Yeah, my sister shares some with me every once in a while, but I don't go looking for them. I have a uh, D&D group that will sometimes send me D&D-related TikToks to the group chat, and then my coworkers will sometimes show me TikToks. Very select few. Yeah, I'm the youngest at my office by, like, 15 years so if i'm not on tiktok they're not on tiktok so the role <laughs> falls to you spread God, no. the good word God, i did no. see actually, actually there's probably a bunch that are on tiktok but it's like old people tiktok which i don't even want to know what that's like there was a pretty funny video uh that's the thing with tiktok like i probably could get into it and get sucked into it but there's just so much content to sift through i don't want to have to sift through it dude it's just reddit but videos yeah, but that's stuff I have to actually, like, look at. <laughs> I have to watch the uh, video and figure out, like, do I like this? Oh, I do. Okay, cool. I don't like this, but well, I already watched it. A major it. part of, like, the thing that makes Reddit awesome is the comment section. True. Right. TikTok, TikTok has comments, that. though. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't even know that. I didn't <laughs> know there were comments on TikTok. Well, one of my coworkers showed me a TikTok. I thought you just posted a video, and then it was, and then you could, like, like it or whatnot. No, no, you, you can moved comment. on. Uh, but there's this, like, oh, song. I didn't even know that. Where there's a song of, like... Take the take this burden from me. I don't know. This is the whole thing where it's uh, like <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, well, it's like take this burden and like it speeds up as it goes, I and it. these problems I've made for myself <laughs> basically is the whole point. But the video is a dad running from his kids in a store. <laughs> Anyways, nice. uh, yeah. Nice. If you're as a forty-five-year-old dad, if you want to embarrass your twenty-year-old son. Down, just download TikTok itself and just find random ones and start asking, honestly, like, hey, yeah. is this a viral? Yeah, because yeah, honestly, using it, yeah, and honestly, <laughs> using it wrong is more embarrassing. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> and yeah. you have but to make sure you, like, post them to their socials. Also that. Uh, Share I them do, directly. <laughs> I do think this question has exposed that we are not in touch with the people of today. Oh, no. I mean, maybe John is more so, but no, like, definitely not. No, yeah. I get all my stuff from Twitter. <laughs> I don't have a Twitter. I don't have social Guys, media. Guys, I think we're getting left behind by society. I think you are oh, happier I've been far for left it. behind. <laughs> when the revolution comes, we'll be surprised it happened. Dude, I was I was reading this thread on Twitter the other day that, where this one person like put a note in their notes app every time something dominated their feed. And it was such a long thread for <laughs> and it was uh, just for the year of 2021. Like wow. That, uh, this yeah. happened on this day, and this happened on this day. That's... Bernie's mittens picture was 11 <laughs> months ago. Oh, Reddit actually put out a rewind this year, and I actually kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. It was actually kind of interesting. It was also interesting how much I actually recognized. Right. Because I, <laughs> I actually did recognize a lot of it, and that made me realize I think I might use Reddit too much. No. Yeah, same for me, but with Twitter. I gotta pull up the Reddit. Our next question. Reddit recap. How do you feel about going home with a girl and she has a shower beer fridge? Which, as far as I can figure out, means that she has a literal uh, beer for shower beer, a fridge for shower beers in her bathroom. Yeah, it's just a mini fridge. Uh, I think that means you're an alcoholic, but I'm all about shower beer because that's just fun. But occasionally, <laughs> if you have a dedicated beer for or a beer, a dedicated <laughs> fridge in your like, is it in your shower or in your bathroom? Because that's just well, not sanitary. Here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> a normal mini fridge is way too big to fit in a bathroom, really, realistically. But there are those really mini like cola fridges that are supposed to fit like mini Cokes. But you can fit like two normal cans of Coke in. If you get one of those little things set up, like, on your bathroom counter with, like, two beers in it, 
so that when you have the occasional shower beer, it's just there and ready for you. That seems pretty useful. I do admire the preparedness. Because otherwise, you got to get a beer out of the fridge, take it to the bathroom, then you got to like go through all the few minutes of before you actually start the shower, and then you turn the shower on, and, like let it get warmed up, and you get in the shower. But that by that point, the beer's been sitting out on the counter for a good like three to five minutes. Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah, fairly indifferent about it. I mean, you do you. There you go. As long as you're not girl bossing too close to the sun, then yeah, go away. <laughs> don't gatekeep Calvin yeah stop not gatekeeping Calvin. I just don't like it quiet we're trying to gaslight you because we're girl we bosses we really are aren't we oh man our next question what is your favorite tool you have oh easy it's kind of cheating though because it's Go a multi-tool it. no that counts that counts yeah, I have this little like foldable pliers with two knives in it, um, and that's really all I ever use off of it. But it has like a fish scaler, a bottle opener, two screwdrivers. Yeah, you never know that fish scaler could save your life. You know. So yeah, that or like a really good utility knife. But yeah, um, knives are so the useful. The knives are just <laughs> knives are just great. I have a Swiss Army knife, which is probably my favorite. Yeah, I was gonna say multi tool as well. I've got a I've got a pliers one. It's got a like a normal pocket knife knife on it. It's got a saw blade on it. If so, if I want to like saw through things, I can. Um, we might have the same one. Is yours black? Hey. No. no then we this don't. is only one black one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, only one black multi tool. <laughs> fast way existence. to find out if it's not. Um, is it like a uh, name brand or is it just like a kind of little cheap multi tool? I don't um, know. <laughs> Mine is a Gerber. Okay, so kind a Gerber's name brand, but Gerber can be hit or miss on quality. I find suspension. Mine has mine has no identification on it. Uh, so his is the cheap one. Uh, <laughs> which is fine because then you're not worried about. I mean, like, I'll give it credit because like, I've had it or... for as far as I can remember in terms of college. I think I got it in a. I think I got it in a Scout gift exchange one Christmas. Is it? Oh yeah, that's a common one. I've gotten a couple from that, like that. Uh, is it one of the multi tools where the pliers um, slide out or it unfolds? Unfolds. So like it's backwards, and you have to like, and the, like the pliers head is pointing down, and you fold the blade, like the handles back out. Yep, like that. Like that. Yeah. Okay. Is yours the pop out one, John? I find Gerber typically does that. No, mine's a fold out as well. Really. Yeah, I find a lot of the Gerbers are the, like the slide down and lock ones, because my dad always carried a multi tool at work, and I learned the benefits and drawbacks of both of those styles. He said that he some he found that the sliding ones that like slide out, they could obviously get stuck mm -hmm. with like gunk or yeah. stuff. Let's see. Or if it starts to rust. Yeah. Yeah, if it's like lower quality or whatnot, and then um, but the benefit of that is that the ones that fold like that, um, he if you're grabbing something and they kind and the and the pliers get like uh kind of like locked together on whatever you're grabbing, if you try and pull open the the uh, pliers because of how the handles fold, you they'll just collapse and you can't pull apart your pliers. Fair enough. Mm. But the locking slide ones you can because the actual handles ones are like fixed. Yeah. So it's all interesting stuff. You gotta learn your tools. But I think multi-tool is probably the best answer. There's so many of them. My saw blade attachment also has a two inch ruler on it and a file. Yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're looking if you're looking for an upgrade though, would recommend Leatherman. Yeah. Leatherman makes a solid multi-tool and you can send it in and they'll quite often like just fix it and replace it for you. Um Ooh. I think Leatherman often has like lifetime guarantees. Um, yeah, very good things. I'll have to keep it note yeah. of that cuz I'm so thinking about I, getting a new one. Yeah, and like they're expensive, but they're also not like insanely expensive. Like 
the like a really easy entry level Leatherman is like seventy bucks, but it's high quality. Yeah, not insanely expensive for my like ten dollar knife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> I think mine was right around 30 but it's been a couple of years since I bought it. It was like the Amazon recommend. Yeah. But if you if you go to Leatherman, you can get the uh the EOD Leatherman with the C4 tool. The what? I got to try and find it. They used to have like uh it was like multi-tools. Um it was called like it's explosives. Yeah, it was like EOD tools for like uh, military guys, but and it's it's just like why this is like no point point. But it, it oh yeah, here we go. Super Tool three hundred EOD. Uh, what's the list of tools that's got it? It's got a replaceable C four punch. Um, it's got fuse cutters. It's got fuse cutters, wire cutters, performance military performance spec camp crimper, wire strippers, electrical crimper. Um, and a bottle opener. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Necessary when necessary. you're diffusing explosives. <laughs> On nine inch but yeah, it's uh, it's I think it's pretty funny that it's got like these ridiculous tools that I assume people buy just because of the name. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm sure there are some actual EOD techs that maybe have one. But it's like I feel like they've got their own specialized tools they probably use. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Conflicting thoughts on that. Because on the they one hand, I believe you. On the other, based on who I've talked to, who's in the military, and the stories I've heard about military like equipment. That's also fair. That's also fair. They probably also do don't have. They're just using ridiculous stuff. <laughs> like they, I can I can see like the military has equipment they're supposed to be using, and the guys are like, "Yeah, we're not doing that." Yeah, that's true. That is true. Nice. Our third question, our fourth question. If you were dating someone of another nationality, how much do you expect or want them to know about your country's politics? Uh, I don't know. I guess if you're dating someone, you want them to know a bit about you and like be interested in you. So if you're interested in your country's politics, I feel like then I would expect them to know a little bit. But if you're pretty aloof and don't care about your own country's politics, why should they care? <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, I, that's kind of how I feel, too. Like, probably enough to have, like, a surface-level conversation about it. But yeah, beyond that, like, not too much. No, uh, as Americans, know what the two sides are and know which side is currently kind of in control of the president house. And beyond that, you don't need to know anything. You sh- the Americans should Does know it- more, but... <laughs> Does it really matter these days anyway? Not really. <laughs> no. Look, we solved politics. Woo! Oh, we, we solved politics. None of them care, and none of them are going to make good choices. Nope. Our next question. <sighs> what makes you happy no matter what else is going on? Uh, I'm going to answer with I Fight Dragon sound uh, album Canonize, available now on the internet. Uh, good album. See? Do they make that on vinyl? I should get a vinyl. You should look into that. I thought, because I would get that all one on a. Ooh, it is on it's, vinyl. It's pretty, isn't it? Or is it what? just regular vinyl? Uh, I think it's just. Uh, it's these. Ugh. Bless you. I, I did sneeze and it sucks. Just Bless you. <laughs> it fits. Um, and it's gone. Uh, you're welcome. I think they probably. I feel. I feel like they probably would have had a cool vinyl, but this. I can only find a black vinyl. But they have a tenth anniversary of "Cool Is Just a Number." Welcome to the breakdown. Nice. And that's on. Oh wow! There was a really cool one that there was limited to twenty-five. Jeez. Oh, I just. I totally derailed RJ. That's okay. Cause, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, their album is the one I chose for what makes me happy, no matter what else is going on. Yeah, I like canonize. I would also. What the I feel heck? Like you you've recommended it before, hey, haven't uh, you? Calvin, you need to know this right now. If you go to the I Fight Dragons website, uh, and Hello. go to menu and click free music, if you sign up for the I Fight Dragons mailing list, you get a free digital copy of Canonize. 
I, I cut out, so I have no idea what's going on. But uh, I agree. Go to, go to I Fight me? Dragons. I can hear you, John. <laughs> can you hear RJ? I think RJ dropped then. Oh, well, their website. No, I can still hear him. Go to the I Fight Dragons <laughs> okay. website. There's a, in their like, menu tab, it says free music. When you click it, it gi- it'll give you a free digital copy of Canonize if you sign up for the mailing list. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, now, now I'm just going and looking at all their merch. <laughs> I'm going to echo the music sentiment, but I don't have a specific example in mind right now. Um, yeah. Back when I was younger, there was like, I would go and listen to the Hyrule Field theme from Twilight Princess. <laughs> specifically. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's been a long time since I've done that. Yeah, I feel like music is always a pretty good one to get you into a good mood, provided you have like a good album or song or something or artist that you found that you like. Yeah. I feel like music usually does a pretty good job of that. Our last question this week. What the difference between a satchel and a purse? With the further details, so I played RDR2, Red Dead Redemption 2, Finished Arthur's story, and I really like this satchel or purse. I don't know what you exactly call it, but I want to buy one for myself. Call it a satchel. It is a satchel. Purse is generally larger than a purse. Purse is generally smaller. Uh, You can get a big purse, though. You can get a big purse. But is it not a satchel at that point? I would argue it's either A, technically also qualifies as a satchel, or B, a satchel would have... Ooh, does Satchel have to have, a, like, a cover over it? Like, mm. I don't know. We could Google it. Uh, yeah, I Googled Satchel versus Purse, and the number one thing is, that comes up immediately is size. Um, but the then they're also, they also, yeah, they also <laughs> talk about, in a lot of the descriptions, of a Satchel being, um, you having, like, shoulder straps specifically whereas purse will have just handles oh really which is which is obviously a generalization because i've seen purses with like shoulder straps but i think i get where they're coming from i think if you think if i think of a purse i wouldn't necessarily think of like something with a shoulder strap so um obviously they do exist but i googled purse satchel versus purse as well and found the quora version of it where the question is what is the difference between a tote clutch hobo and satchel a tote bag is a large and often unfastened bag with parallel handles from the side usually worn on the shoulder a clutch is similar to an envelope doesn't have any straps or handles you hold it in your hand and usually used for formal occasions to hold money and things a hobo bag is a style of handbag that is typically large with a crescent shape have a strap with an adjustable length uh, and usually over the shoulder Usually very flexible materials. Um, and then a satchel is a bag often with a strap. It is worn so it's diagonally across the body with a bag on the opposite hip. Usually very structured, uh, but can now mean any bag that has a rigid, rigid structure and can stand up on their own. I'm just more impressed that there's a hobo bag out there, and now I want one. Of course you <laughs> do. Oh, yeah. Um, specifically for the RDR2 example, you're probably looking for a satchel. Yeah. yeah. Get a nice leather satchel with, like, a flap that goes over the side so you can buckle it in and close your satchel. I have one. It's so nice. I have one that's cloth. Yeah, I have a canvas like. bag that I used for work that I, uh, my mother bought me in, like, London, I think. So I can't get a new one, which sucks because it's uh, fallen apart because I've had it for years. I've heard that uh, mail carrier sacks, if you can get your hands on one of those, are fantastic. They'll last a lifetime. Yeah, I bet they do. Uh, Where where did I read that? It was um, Jimmy Buffett. In Jimmy Buffett's biography, he, uh, he likes having a backpack. And... Initially had a scout bag that worked, and then that but he went af- back after like years, and that one was mildewed out, and the backpack he had worn out, and he was talking to a friend, and they're like, "Oh, if you can get your hands on a mail bag, it's perfect for what you need." And he managed to find one where like some former mail carrier just happened to have a spare that they decided to like give to him rather than 
turned into the U.S. government. Yeah. Huh. Also, like, how do you get your hands on one of those? Yeah, I don't know. Also, I have heard, sorry, uh, along that lines, uh, mail carrier, like, uh, jackets, like their winter raincoat, like, parka oh, yeah. things. I knew a guy that had one, and that was, like, insane, heavy-duty, like, really good quality as well. So it seems like just join the Postal Service, Steal get all equipment. of the gear, <laughs> and then quit and walk off the, with all the gear. Oh, man, you can buy them, I think. for a, uh, So I found, I found a listing for a U.S. Postal Service bag, I think. Uh, it's $160 for a USPS bag from Poshmark. Or eBay. You can find them on eBay. MyPostalUniforms.com. Here we go. Thirty six fifty to get a carrier satchel. Wow, that's like pretty reasonable. Well, let's see what uh, my postal mypostaluniforms.com. Ten percent off free shipping on postal uniforms. So you can just buy all kinds of postal uniforms. Who wants to? <laughs> Here's Halloween for it, next is year. Is it? Is it official? Uh, it's mypostaluniforms.com. USPS app something. Uh, USPS approved uniforms. Seems official. <laughs> um, postal rainwear, reimbursement, postal accessories, carrier ties, one-inch black postal belt. What do we got for a? Uh... I wonder if they like make you buy from this website if you sign up with them. You can buy a hat. You can buy their gloves, yeah. vests, winter accessories, summer accessories, Ooh, measuring tools, vehicle signs, patches. What patches can you get? So I think the lesson here is just buy USPS outfits. Merch. <laughs> so this is not even merch. merch. <laughs> They're uniforms and like. like... Uh, um... Okay, I'm gonna try and see how far I can get on buying a five dollar patch. Because like, this is such dangerous information. If you can just like dress up as a U.S. Postal Service person and kidnap people. Oh, you can get a oh, uniform no. for any. You can get a uniform for like any service or like for like pretty much anything you can just find online also i agree with john's hold on what kidnap <laughs> people quite a leap <laughs> it just seems dangerous okay no i i totally get where you're coming up coming from <laughs> uh. yeah it doesn't even ask you to verify you're a postal worker you yeah. can just buy postal <laughs> uniforms this is insane you can go to, like, the uniform retailers and buy scrubs or something. But, like, mm -hmm. I feel like that's a little different. If you're walking around in scrubs, like, in a residential neighborhood, no, people are going to be like, alright, that's... I mean, you can easily get a, U uh, a, a UPS or FedEx uniform as well. Fair. Uh, yeah, no, if you want to break into a place, all you have to do is show up in a some sort of, like, delivery person uniform, and most people will just let you in. How are there not that more utility companies? Heights? You can get a utility. You can get a utility company like outfit. That's probably a good access to like just get into places. So either our nation's police and security services are just that good that more people aren't doing this as a way to commit crime, or that much crime is being committed and we just don't know about it. It's more society exists solely based on trust. Fair. Well. That's a very positive spin. Thank you. So don't be a crazy. <laughs> yeah, don't break the and, trust. And the people that are crazy enough to do crazy stuff are typically don't have it together enough to do this sort of stuff. They like stand out even with either either they either stand out even in those uniforms and stuff, or they just don't have the wherewithal to go through and buy them and like do it. No, if you start thinking about some of that stuff, it gets it's it's uh scary thoughts but i think it's kind of nice too because then the flip side of the scary is that like we as a society really do like trust each other to a little bit like that little most of bit it's of subconscious like, though <laughs> yeah it's that bright point of hope in the darkness that is the world these days but that's it for this week uh thank you gentlemen for joining it, though it is we're gonna is we're gonna do the outro segment where i thank Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find it on iTunes and Spotify. Um, 
And then we're going to tell people that they can also find us on iTunes and Spotify or wherever podcasts are sold. Just search for Better Buddies. Uh, the next part is that we tell them about our social media, such as Facebook, Better Buddies, where we post our Meme Mondays and our Icebreakers. Or Twitter, at BetterBudCast. You can use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com, where they can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers they want us to answer, or questions they need advice on. And do you know what happens last, Calvin? Uh, no. Last, we use our, I, I give them the usual sign-off of, last but not least, be a better buddy. And then it's over. Oh my god. (laughs) And then then the ending song plays, and they get this little snippet at the end of the episode that's just kind of like some of the outro stuff that is either before we started the show or a little bit after, like this. Post-credits scene, yeah.